0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, let's get to the offense, because a lot of people have uh, obviously reacted positively. The, The first team offense took seven snaps. Uh, they scored two touchdowns that's a pretty good ratio 14 points and seven snaps which of your uh, which of Justin Fields three completions was your favorite and and what was your biggest takeaway from him going three for three with a perfect passer rating of 158.3
1: yeah 129 yards that's a you know average of 40 plus per completion 43 yards. Um, I, I'd say my favorite completion was the one to DJ Moore because it's what we've talked about all year. Uh, it's DJ Moore's arrival was going to make life easier on Justin Fields. Bingo. Justin didn't even throw a great pass on that play. It was a little bit to, to down and, and to, to DJ's right. DJ caught it. He used his blocks, he used his speeds, and off he went to the end zone for a touchdown that Justin himself said that could be legendary after the game. So that's my favorite right there. My takeaway from the game is that we were never going to be able to ask and answer all of the questions that Justin Fields that we want asked and answers in two series in the preseason against the Titans second team defense. And so what you want to see is just something that you can can hang your hat on. I hang my head on productivity. You ran two screens for touchdowns, something the Bears couldn't do at all a year ago. You ran two plays for touchdowns where the quarterback didn't even really have to do very much. And Justin, to his own credit, after the game, almost seemed to be blushing, David, when he was like, I really didn't do much today. It's part of the point. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to do so much every week for this offense to be productive, for this group to experience a breakthrough, to, to, to start getting on that climb to high-level success. Get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Let your offensive line do the work. Let your blockers do the work. Let your playmakers do the work. That was my takeaway from Saturday. Now, look, like we understand big questions about Justin Fields heading in the regular season are where is his processing speed? Where is his pocket poise? That wasn't tested on the three passing attempts he threw, all of which, by the way, were completed behind the line of scrimmage, including the little check down sidearm shot to Kari Blasian. There's a lot more that needs to be answered. We're going to learn a lot more of these two crossover practices in Indy than we did in those seven snaps Saturday. But I, I, I lean stably on that productivity and hope that for Justin and the entire offense, it was a reminder that, hey, this does not have to be some sort of roller coaster thrill ride every time for us to score points. Throw it out to your playmakers, make a few blocks, spring it loose.
2: Bears offense 2023 from check down to touchdown because that's go. exactly what happened and I think the the touchdown to Khalil Herbert was you know indicative of just how elusive Justin Fields remains and he made a good read on that and, and he escaped but I, I I do look forward to seeing the ball thrown down the field I do look forward to getting everyone involved but but the thing is I you're exactly right what it does when you have a number one wide receiver like DJ Moore and other weapons that that just make your offense more dangerous It is it increases your margin for error. And I think last year, you know, let's, let's say for instance, the same throw, which let's face it, it wasn't a great throw to DJ Moore. It was right. kind of low and he had to go catch it. Now there, there, there are receivers that would go down and catch it and then, you know, gain 10. There was some receivers that would lean down to catch it and drop it. Right. Then there's DJ Moore and the number one wide receivers who go down and catch it, regather, and then become a running back. In a, in a wide receiver body, and that's what D.J. Moore does, and it increases the margin for error for a quarterback. Frankly, that needs that in the passing game. Watch Jalen Hurts. Watch tape of Jalen Hurts last year. I can think of a couple times, and I don't, we don't cover the Eagles. Not every throw was precise or accurate. He had receivers that made his bad throws good plays, and when you have a wide receiving core as good as the Bears really potentially could be, some of the throws that are just off are going to be first downs it might be touchdowns right. they're going to be big plays so you don't have to be perfect and you can be better by just having better players around you so those players can make justin fields better until he's at the point where as i keep saying he can make them better and eventually they're going to have an offense that's very dangerous.
1: And they can all get better together. You have to; you do not need to make apologies for what they did on Saturday. You complete not three passes all. for 129 yards. Anybody asks you for an apology, tell them to scram. It's not needed. Not only does it reduce or, or increase the margin for error for the Bears offense, but it reduces the fatigue individually on Justin. And How many times last year did we see a, a fourth quarter where the guy looked exhausted and spent because of all the things he was having to do by himself to try to keep the offense afloat? He walked in. I and mean, again, two series in the first quarter, seven seven snaps taken. He walked into the the post game press conference the other day, looking like it was a day at the beach. You know, like that, that was simple. We scored 14 points without me really having to do anything. That didn't take a hit. There was no pressure. Didn't have to to, to go escape and scramble. Didn't have to complete a single pass beyond the line of scrimmage. Let's sign up for that. You know, as often yeah. as we can. And so that's that's a big deal, I think, for this offense. And and again, there's still a long checklist of boxes we want to hit them, see how they work, and if they work. To the point of getting you across the goal line,
2: a couple quick things before we get out of here. Um, offensively, let's stick there. Roshan Johnson had a 24 yard run, he took some reps with the number one offense on Monday. The indication is he might be in for a larger role. It will be a running back by committee approach, but is there a chance that even though Khalil Herbert had his own moment with the long touchdown catch and run, that Roshan Johnson could be the guy that becomes I don't want to say an opening day starter, but gets the bulk of the carries. Do you see that trending in that direction?
1: Certainly intrigued by it without question. I mean, I have major questions up and down this roster about depth. None of them are at the running back position because they've got three guys there that, that really turn your head and, and all bring a little bit something different to the table. Roshan Johnson's 24-yard run against the Titans was a, a terrific display of vision. And then just that quick cut agility to, 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 to kind of cut once in the hole another cut to get north and south. And and so you see that, you understand how the coaches have talked about him for months in terms of his um, blocking awareness and his blocking ability and the ability to do that, to be able to to be a, a pass catcher in the passing game as well. And now all of a sudden it was just how quickly can we get all of the responsibilities that we have in this offense to slow down in Roshan's brain? Well, the slower it gets inside his brain, the faster he's going to emerge as a guy that they're going to want to have on the field every week. And so look, like I think that's a guy this week. This week, heading to Lucas Oil Stadium, that you get a lot of opportunity and a lot of uh, of chances in the second preseason game to, to show what he's all about. And if he continues to, to to make that climb, then if you're Deontay Foreman, if you're Khalil Herbert, go, okay, there goes, there goes some touches. There goes some reps on the field when the regular season hits.
2: Darnell Wright looked good in seven snaps. I hope that he gets a little bit more run on Saturday night against the Colts. I think that would be good for his experience level. The offensive line with or without Nate Davis had some good – moments with uh, jatari carter having a good day also cody whitehair making the blocks down the field those are those are good things and good signs dan before we go though i want to know what you think about pj walker and the level of concern maybe the bears should have he's not had a great training camp he did not have a good preseason opener is there any reason to start to worry about the backup to justin fields which is a very very important job on this roster
1: well, look, you know, the Bears QB two job has required at least one start in 13 consecutive seasons. So, so uh, an educated guest tells you that there will be a week in the fall where you go, oh, PJ Walker's starting this week, <laughs> you know, and you're going to have to figure out what you can do with him. Look, he's won in this league. He's won as recently as last year with the Panthers in adverse situations. I I, I don't press much of a panic button here. The Bears are not currently in a situation where um, struggles of their backup quarterback is going to sink their season. You know, they're not in one of those modes where you're For something, so the biggest thing you want to get out of PJ Walker is on a week-to-week basis. Is he helping Justin in ways that produce meaningful development for Justin? And then when he has opportunities to play, can he can he you know make the most of them and and at least be successful? So you don't have a major drop-off. Nothing there with PJ yet to this point gives me any sort of you know butterflies in my stomach or or nervous anxiety. Um, But you got you got you got to hope that whatever playing time he gets these next few weeks, he, he shows. Uh, some positive signs and an ability to, to create a rhythm and get that offense moving in the right direction. And your guy, Tyson Badgett, you oh, know, he yeah. showed out the other day, you know, he fourth did. quarter preseason games, get a chance to, to make some plays, go make some plays. And a fourth down conversion the other day, it was pretty impressive. And he'll get some more work here the next two weeks as well.